Hey friends, welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Wren. Thanks for joining me. Every week, I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a dream that she's pursuing, or a passion to share with you. Today, my guests are Trisha and Julie. I met Trisha and Julie about 10 or 11 years ago when I started teaching at the school they were teaching at, and we just became instant friends. They always have my back. They're super supportive of me, and I want you to hear their story. They have an incredible story as they walked, both of them walked um, through cancer, through breast cancer, um, within weeks of each other. I know you're going to be super encouraged by them and um, their faith walk and also how others were able to minister to them and just some great practical ways that you can do that. Y'all, the positive outlook that they have through this journey is amazing. So here is Thriving After Cancer with Trisha and Julie, and here's our conversation. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, girls. Thank you. You're glad to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad that y'all are here, and thank you for agreeing to do this with me. You're very welcome. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about how we met. Um, I grew up in a high school, and I remember Julie, your kids. Okay. I, I would, I was grow, I was around their ages, uh-huh. and so I remember that my mom was actually in a play with your Buddy. son, with Buddy. Cheaper by the dozen. Yes, yes, she was Miss Brill, the awful woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's how I kind of knew you. And then when I came to work here, I remember meeting Trisha. Do you remember when we first met? I don't remember the you first time. You probably don't. Um, Mr. Smith called me and called you in his office when I was being interviewed. Okay. And he was like, okay, now tell her, how is kindergarten? And I was just like, so intimidated because I was like, this is a teacher. And he's, and you were like, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. And this, and this is what I love about it. And da, da, da. And that's the first time I met you. I remember it. I never remember when I meet people except for, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. So yeah. you make a good impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then I ended up, I came to work here and I taught here for nine years and y'all were my, my peeps. So, so that's how I met y'all, and that's how I remember coming to school here and, and teaching and all that. And I just remember how supportive y'all were of me, and y'all would laugh with me, and y'all would do anything for me. So I appreciate that. I'm not going to cry. But um, anyway, so tell me, um, y'all had some a journey that y'all walked through um, kind of around the same time, but um, Julie, that you found out you had breast cancer. Yeah, I found out I had breast cancer like two and a half years after Paul died. Mm. And I had gone to the doctor. I thought I had a great visit. You know, Mm. everything was good. My bone density was good. And then about two weeks later, Mm. uh, the doctor's office called me and said, have you gotten your mammogram report? And I thought, no, I'm thinking it's all right. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I knew something was not right. Mm. And then they sent me to have a diagnostic mammogram and then from a more in-depth one and then the biopsy. Mm. And um, I had surgery in July. You found out in June, June of 14. 14. Yeah. And then after my surgery, a week after my surgery, I had to go in and have a savvy catheter put in for the radiation. Mm-hmm. And Trisha took me to that. And I think it was that afternoon you found out you had cancer. Mm-hmm. I think oh, so. I didn't know it was yeah. right around that time. Yeah. I knew it was a few weeks, but it, you had taken you her. To Dr. Pritchard and I. Yeah just found out I was probably going to be seeing Dr. Pritchard also. Yeah. Really? I didn't know so, it was that close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was only a month, like a month apart. And how did you, I know you have adult children, how did you tell your children and your grandchildren that you were going through that? Um, I let my children tell their children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, was matter of fact about it. Mm-hmm. 
um, one thing I had been through um, my both of my brothers dying of cancer of mm. rare forms mm. of cancer that they didn't know how to treat so when I got my diagnosis I thought okay this is caught early Mm -hmm. They know exactly what to do for this. There's mm -hmm. great care. Mm -hmm. It's going to be unpleasant, but it's going to be fine. Right. So I didn't, and I mm. hopefully got that across to my children. That, you right. Know, and they, you know, right. this is, we had all been through a lot. Right. And this was unpleasant. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like some of the things we'd already faced. Sure, sure. So Molly had a little trouble when she found out I had to have chemo. Because yeah. she said, I thought you weren't going to. And I said, well, yeah. you know, they had to do all the... Right. Work up to per see. Yeah. She, but she, was it precautionary or was it they said you needed to go ahead and have they, this? Once they did the, the uh, lumpectomy, they, you know, check all that stuff mm -hmm. and my, the, the chance of it coming back mm -hmm. was higher than they'd hoped. Okay. Okay. And so that's, mm -hmm. you did, how long did you do chemo? I did, how many treatments? Our treatments were the same. How many We did about four months worth, four I guess. Yeah. Like, well, we did every three every weeks. Three weeks for four times yeah and then I continued on I had to take the Herceptin. Herceptin which is a chemo but it doesn't really have any side effects so okay. I took that for an entire year but mm -hmm. after I finished the harsh chemo you know the one that causes all the side effects mm. that was kind of a piece of cake was going for the other one so mm. she was her too positive and I was not okay yeah there's different there's all kinds of different pathology reports and what's positive and negative and um, and what are the, the differences of those two? I was HER2 new positive, which is a gene, which is a hormone or something that actually they say is better if you have it, but they have to treat you more aggressively with it. But they okay. have that great medication called Herceptin okay. to treat it. And Dr. Tower said, you know, you just have to do it for 12 treatments. So, okay. Um, okay. So you, you found out you had yours at what? Five weeks after? About five weeks mm -hmm. after. I was, um, I just went for my regular mammogram and I always went for my mammograms because my mom had breast cancer when she was 50. Mm -hmm. And so when I was 40, I just started on a regimen of being very sure to go. And um, I'd gone for a colonoscopy the day before because my mom was, also had colon cancer. She's perfectly healthy. But anyway, mm -hmm. next day I went for my mammogram and like a day later they called me and I was getting my nails done at our favorite nail mm -hmm. place mm -hmm. with, and my mom was actually in town, which was a huge blessing. Mm -hmm. And they called and said, you know, we saw something that we want you to come back in mm -hmm. for another test. And I just, I don't know, I just felt like mm -hmm. I had never been told that. So I felt like mm -hmm. there was something really going on. But the good thing was, is I was with my mom, and mm -hmm. I saw how healthy she was 20 years later. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it just helped. I think that was God putting my mom mm -hmm. there when I found out that probably something, you know. So yeah. I went for my diagnostic about, they couldn't get me in for like a week. Mm -hmm. So I went a week later, and then it was like three days before in-service. Mm. And In like, August, starting school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when they did the ultrasound, the doctor's like, this is cancer. Mm. And they go, we'll have to schedule a biopsy. I'm like... Uh, I need a biopsy like today. Right. So they were so sweet. They worked me in and we did the biopsy that day and I uh, got the report like two days later that yes, it was cancer. So anyway. And what I remember from that is that um, you found out and then you talked to Carol, which is another friend of ours, and you said, I think you need to call Ren. Which <laughs> I appreciate that because you knew how much I, I think I empathize with people and I empathize like, like really. And I feel mm -hmm. a little 
too much for people mm-hmm. and I well, kind of take it on myself sometimes yeah. and get a little bit more Well, and it's just, you uh, know, fragile. it's easier to tell some people than others and no, feel like Carol could do a better job at it. And I, no, and I, I felt like was, I would get too emotional. No, and that's you, why so. I appreciated that. And then I called you and we talked about yeah. it. But, um, but when when we had to tell our girls, which were they were you know college age at the time, pharmacy mm-hmm. school and undergrad. Um, I mean, they kind of knew because they heard I was having to go back for a follow up, mm-hmm. and I think they just can you know mm-hmm. I think you know your moms, <laughs> yeah. and. Um, so James and I went and had lunch that day and just kind of talked about a game plan and asked them to come over to the house and just sat them down. And it was very shocking. I mean, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. like for your kids, Julie, that they were just in shock. I mean, you know, here's a, your mom's 50 or a little and bit older. And healthy. I mean, yes, you worked and, out, yes, you ate healthy. And, um, yes, but, you know, it's just one of those things. But like James and I both told them, we said, look, you know, you're both grown. You mm-hmm. don't need me for daily living. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. The doctors have assured me. Right. Give us any kind of breast cancer or colon cancer patient, and we can solve this problem. Right. You know. Right. So it's not going to be fun, like Julie said. Mm. It's you know it's going to have consequences, but we're going to be okay. It's treatable. So. Right. Well, and y'all were walking through this together at this around the same time. Mm-hmm. How did y'all? Um, what did y'all learn most from each other, Julie? Oh, it was just comforting. I mean, I would never have wanted mm. her to have cancer right but if you've got to go through it it's really nice to have somebody who understands because it's and I was amazed at the women that came out of the woodwork to support us right and, and the young women mm. and that just made me more sensitive to when I would be home laying on the couch after work thinking they're young women with children that can't mm. that have to keep going I would just pray and pray for those women because mm. I thought, you know, I, it's just me and the dog here. I can lay on the couch. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you want to be real with people, mm-hmm. and you want to say, I don't feel good mm-hmm. or this or that. But but we, you can just look at a friend mm-hmm. and say, you know, I feel terrible today. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that was just comforting. It was. Mm-hmm. Well, and I bet your prayer life, like you said, you're mm-hmm. praying for others, and then you're praying for yourself and for your kids seeing, mm-hmm. watching you through this. I'm sure it was a, a huge amount of faith that took for you in your prayer life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the most important thing? Because I know when I first heard about it, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. What do I do? Do I say something? Do I not say something? What do you think is the most important thing to do for a friend that sees a family member going through this or a friend through this? What do you think is the most important thing for them to do for that person? I think it's all right to say, what can I do for you or whatever I'll tell you what not to do. Mm, Good. Don't tell them to eat differently. Mm. Don't tell them that you've got vitamins that'll take care of it mm. or, you know, it'll probably just dissolve and go away or mm. something like that. Don't give medical advice. Mm. Let them good. go to their doctor yeah. mm. and just be supportive, yeah. you okay. know. Okay. Just be loving. Yeah. Mm. And I think just to listen, you yeah. know, and just mm. the two the two things that meant the most for me was for somebody to say, I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. really sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not fun. And I'm stinks. sorry you're having to go through this. Stinks. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm sorry you're having to go through it. And what can I do for you? Like, what right. tangible thing can I do for right. you? So, yeah. and I tell you the sweetest blessing that I had, and I still have all of them, was people sending cards mm-hmm. just a real card, you know, like yeah. not I mean, a text. I, right. Not a text, mm-hmm. not a. You know, not a Facebook message. Not any, I mean, those were great. And right. those were sweet. And those, those came at the right time. Mm-hmm. But to actually, for somebody to take the time to go purchase a card. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can get them at the Dollar Tree for right. a dollar or 50 right. cents. Right. And to um, 
and just write a sweet note. Mm. That was that was really meaningful to me. That meant a lot to me too. And I had a, one friend who sent me a card that was funny. It was right. sweet, but it was funny, and it just was a relief. Right. Mm. Because with the past seven years, I just think everybody's feel like you're pathetic. Your life is so sad, but it's not really. But mm. you know, right. for mm-hmm. somebody to be able to bring a little levity into mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. is really nice. Yeah. My um my sweet sisters hired somebody to clean my house while mm. I was sick, which was a huge blessing because mm-hmm. I really wanted to try to continue to work. And you did. And it was mm. it was a huge blessing to be here and to mm-hmm. have my mind off of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all that. I, I mean, the be- the more I could be here, the better off I was mentally. Right, right. Um, not physically because we were getting yeah. germs yeah. and getting sick, but, right. but that was a huge blessing. And then mm. people just bringing meals, like mm. meals after meals. And, and um, this one person, Stacy Meredith, mm. um, I remember she was one of the first ones that did this for me. And this really struck a chord with me because I try to do this now, mm. is that she was going to bring a meal. And she said, Tricia, she emailed me and she said, here are three choices mm-hmm. for meals. Yes. And she gave me three choices. And I thought, how sweet, because, mm-hmm. you know, you might be saying, okay, I've had chicken casserole now for five <laughs> days straight. And, and maybe taco soup might just, you know. Right. And our taste buds were really well, all off. messed up. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, our families still benefited from it but that was just such a sweet thoughtful thing Mm. and so now I try to do that sometime I try to say okay here's some choices you know Mm -hmm. when I do that and I don't always do that no I I love that because I remember when I had my son when um and everybody was so sweet to bring food and stuff but I think if we had had what was it white chicken chicken chili (laughs) white chicken chili one more time we were like but it was so sweet. I don't want to mean that. But I know what you mean. It, that just to give the choices. Yeah, I love that. That's a practical very, thing. It was. I love very that. I tell you what, people, uh, my sister-in-law set up that take them a meal for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And they I, they put a cooler outside my back yes. door. Mm-hmm. And people were very good just to bring small portions because it was just me. Right. And uh, nothing, I was able to say, nothing spicy. My mouth mm-hmm. and all blistered and my throat blistered. So I could, you know, mm. so they just did very bland stuff. And mm-hmm. also to say, no sweets. I really don't need sweets. You right, know? right. So they kind of, and they just they put it in it there and then I could mm. get it. And I didn't say no sweets. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, sometimes your taste buds were just so, so weird. weird yeah. I just remember like. Water. Do you remember water tasting? Water tasted awful. Is that from the chemo or was mm-hmm. it the cancer? It was, it was the chemo. That just didn't. Yeah. Didn't. And, you know, my chemo was different from her, so my mm-hmm. side effects were a little bit different. We both mm-hmm. had really bad hot flashes, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, our taste buds were messed up. Mm-hmm. But she had more pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just you kind of got the fever. You had that fever, sickness, right, yeah. in the hospital. Um, so, what, two, three years, two years before this, you, your family, Julie, had gone through very devastating time. Yeah, what um, I started about seven years ago. When my anniversary, Paul told me we had lost the business was gone, so we had to sell our house within a week. I was told my job here was gone, mm. so we have no job. But the Lord was really good. I got hired back as mm. doing the aftercare director, mm-hmm. and then you got a full classroom, so I was still working with Trish. Mm. And Paul got a great job at Patterson Warehouse, and they were so good to him. And I can see the Lord moving that because. Mm-hmm. They had great insurance mm. because in three years, Paul was in the hospital for six weeks. Mm. Um, but in that same time, my dad's dementia got worse, mm. and then he died that summer. Mm. A year later, my nephew committed suicide. And then Paul got sick, and we thought we had him home 
from the hospital and he was home two days and died on November 1st. And then within six months, my brother died. And then a year later is when I got diagnosed with cancer. So it was just so much. We were really, by the time I got diagnosed with cancer, I was just numb. Mm, I'm sure. Just numb. And how do you deal with stuff but like that? I mean, how you did just, you? You just do you because just do. you don't have a choice. But like when mm -hmm. Paul losing the business and going on with Harrison Warehouse gave us a great job that he loved mm -hmm. and loved the people he worked with, plus insurance that mm -hmm. had we been in business for ourselves still, mm -hmm. we would have been financially devastated. Mm -hmm. Financial, and we weren't. We were taken care of. Wow. And just through it, I could have seen, you know, this seems horrible, but really God does work things together for good mm -hmm. for He does. He does. He does. He does. And you don't always get to see that, but I've been I've been able to see that directly in several things in our lives. You know? Well, and you saw it, and it happened before you even knew anything. Yeah. You didn't know right. like, no. this was going to happen. No. So, I mean, that that's just the Lord's goes provision. Goes yeah. He does. That's true. Absolutely. So, y'all gone through this, and then y'all have each other to go mm -hmm. through it. What would you say the person that's going through it now? Um... You know, I would say don't focus too far out, mm -hmm. like on your whole treatment. I would say focus on each step. Like, just let the doctors walk you through the step and trust your doctors. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Find a doctor that you're comfortable with and really trust them. And be prepared when the plan changes because, mm -hmm. you know, they changed my plan several times throughout, like how much chemo, how often, different things. And, um, you know, and each time James and I would leave, like the time we left, you know, and first they didn't think I was going to need chemo. And then when we left the doctor's office, he was like, you're going to need chemo. Mm -hmm. And so we're just kind of riding home numb, you know, mm -hmm. just thinking, you know, we didn't even know what to say to each other. But I said, okay, let's think of one thing positive. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what's one thing that's good mm -hmm. about this? Mm -hmm. I said, oh, oh, I know, I know. I was like, we live 15 minutes from the West Center. That's a cancer <laughs> center. We, I mean, because you see right. people coming from mm -hmm. three hours away. So, you know, I just... And we got to the point where we we're just like, okay, we're just going to focus on this next little phase mm -hmm. and move on, you know, and do what the doctor tells and be thankful for each day. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what we tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. I would say too, make, like you have a doctor that you really trust and communicate with them. I always felt like I'd go in cause I had severe joint and bone pain mm -hmm. in the ulcers in my mouth. I always felt like I was a hypochondriac. Mm -hmm. But you got to talk to them. And mm -hmm. my doctor was so sweet to say, I want to hear, I want to help you, I want to get you through this. And mm -hmm. I want, when people ask you who your doctor is, do you be, say it positively and not, oh, you know, mm -hmm. he, want, he said, I want to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And um, that's good advice. In the medicine I took after the chemo, I had still had a severe joint pain and bone pain. And then my equilibrium was messed up and I couldn't take it. So I called him about six months and I said, can I quit taking it? And they said, well, you really can't. Mm -hmm. But they got me in and they worked with me on several different medications until I ended up on tamoxifen, which mm -hmm. I can tolerate. Mm -hmm. You know, but you have, I always felt like I was complaining, but you're not really. Mm -hmm. You're just telling them what's going on. That's good. That's good advice. Also, for me too, I did not get, they give you this book with side effects and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. I didn't read through that because mm -hmm. I thought, sure as I read it, I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it. That's me. I'm like, you tell yeah. me something, I'll be like, I'm, I think I have a call. <laughs> you know, like, mm. y'all are thriving and I'm so thankful y'all are both in my life and now in my son's life. I asked these four questions at the end. Mm -hmm. So I know that we were all in a book club together, but I well, dropped out. I came in after you. You did? Okay. Yeah. I am the longstanding member. You are. Founder. You yes. are. 
founder of the book club. Oh, I'll tell you. We were going to tell you the wig story. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to see. Yes, I want to yes, hear the funny this story. This is the funniest story. There okay. was lots of times when Julie and I would just cry together. I mean, mm, it just yeah. it was not fun, you mm, know. Not. And losing your hair for women is mm. probably, to me, that was almost the worst part. Mm. For me, it was. Mm-hmm. It's just like, mm. you know. Anyway, so we knew that we were about to start losing our hair, mm-hmm. and we knew that we had to go get wigs because right. I was not going to traumatize kindergartners <laughs> with a bald head. So we went to the fitting place one day. We went early. Her sister-in-law Kathy. was, Kathy her was, sister was, was joining you, and my okay. girls were coming to help me. Okay. But we got there a little early, mm-hmm. and so we went to the back, and we started looking through mm-hmm. wigs. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> One of them I put on and it looked like Maud. You remember that TV series Maud? Yes, yes, yes. And we just got so tickled. Yeah, they, had us, they had us in the very back of the store, this little area. Okay. And it's that fitting place. Oh, I know. And it's a My huge mom knows store. it well. Well, the people at the very front were looking at us like, could you please be quiet? We were laughing <laughs> so hard. We just got to where we were like, we just had to put on something silly. Yeah. And we were just laughing at how right. ridiculous we looked. Right. Did you and buy the mauled wig? No. No. <laughs> no. Much better. No. But. Well. But, you know, and that, the wig was the hard, one of the hardest things for me because was. it was so hot. It yeah. was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And on yeah. windy days at carpool, yeah. oh. I had to put my hand on top of my head and act like I was rubbing my hair. <laughs> Sometimes I would have to go in the bathroom in the middle of the day here, uh-huh. take it off, wash oh, my head off, goodness. and stick it back on. So when y'all went wig shopping, had you lost your hair at that point? No. Mine was okay. coming out. Yeah, okay. mine was okay. coming out yeah. a little bit. But yeah. Okay, yeah. so y'all want to go ahead and get it prepared for that. Yeah. Good. In fact, after we got the wig, I had Molly go ahead and shed my head because it was coming out like mm-hmm. a, it was all over my pillow. It was blowing past mm-hmm. me and stuff. So yeah. mm-hmm. it comes out pretty quick once it starts coming. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I just had her shave my head for me and she goes, oh, you're gray. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> um, so what are you reading, Julie? I just got uh, Brit Marie. What's it? Brit Marie? Brit Marie was here. Was here. Is that what y'all uh, are reading in book club? No, um, not necessarily. I just okay. read it. My sister read it, and Courtney and I read it. And, okay. Um, and I like his book. books. Yeah, yeah, they're just fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what are you reading? I'm reading that Number One Ladies Detective Agency series. Mm. It's by, I think it's Alexander McCall Smith. Okay. And it's like 16 books, and it's based in Botswana. And mm. it's so fun it because fun. it's just mm. it's just wholesome, and it's not mm-hmm. anything bad. And it's about mm-hmm. a lady who has a detective agency. and her life and uh, mm. it's just it's just sweet little stories and okay. it's easy reads and it's so, interesting to read about Botswana it is interesting oh, yeah. to read so about it kind of made me want to go there yeah. is it yeah is it like historical fiction like based on history but it's kind of like current bit? day so it's not okay. really historical fiction okay. it's like okay. current day like what it would be there now okay but it's fiction it's fiction yeah okay. but it could happen I yeah guess. and is mm-hmm. yours fiction also? oh yeah it is oh yeah, yeah. that's Fiction's a funny book it's funny okay um what is your favorite snack Y'all know I like to snack. Y'all know I like to eat. I need some snack ideas. Chocolate. <laughs> my favorite snack. Christmas is coming. Cracker candy. Oh, yes. I love cracker candy. I was thinking about that today. My yeah. mom made that the other day. Yeah, we that's ate good it all stuff. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Julie? I, I can't think. I just Julie like... eats healthier than me, I think. Does she? Uh, yeah, I don't keep a lot of snacks around the house because mm-hmm. I, I wake up a lot at night, and if I'm awake at uh-huh. night, I'll eat. Oh, I'll do that. I'll, if it's, in fact, Molly laughs. She says she can't leave any leftovers at my house because <laughs> they'll be gone the next morning. At night. Yeah, I do that. Night. At I 10 o'clock, night. I'm getting a snack, and Jim's yeah. like, what? So mm-hmm. and I'm trying not, not to do that because one thing, you know, I turned 60 this summer, 
I did did you? Yes. I didn't know that. You don't look a day oh. over 50. <laughs> but, <laughs> as you get older, uh, the later you eat, the harder it is to sleep. So uh, I'm really trying not to eat much at night. But yeah. if I have it in the house, it's going to be gone. It's going to be gone. Yeah, that's me too. Okay. What are y'all praying for? I've probably okay. been praying lately to age graciously. Mm. Yeah. I have a dear little neighbor. You know, I just moved. Mm-hmm. And my neighbor next door to me has lived there for 55 years, and she's 91. And she's the most gracious, mm. lovely lady I think mm. I've ever met. Mm. That's sweet. So sweet. I think it's just, just, just mm-hmm. an example of mm. she's just delightful. That's awesome. And it's a small house. you got to come see oh, it. Oh, it's so cute. I it bet is, it's adorable. Yeah, just, okay, I'm like, it. I've got um, that furniture yeah. arranged and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it's a small house, but it's very homey. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. That's it's awesome. Really, I didn't know you had moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, um, is Molly living with you? No. Okay. But Let's she's... She doesn't come back. <laughs> she doesn't want to, and I'm Because she's doing theater stuff, right? She is. It's um, awesome. In fact, tonight she's filming something. I don't know what it is, but... That's great. Yeah. She's in her niche. You can she's tell. Her, yeah. I love it. What are you praying for? Do you want to answer that? Well, just to? just to joy each day, you know, mm-hmm. just to be full, try to be full of joy and just mm-hmm. to be th- thinking about things to be thankful for and not mm-hmm. project too far into the future, like mm-hmm. health-wise or family issues or anything, just to mm-hmm. be thankful for today. Well, I remember when you were going through this, I meant to say this earlier, you and James would go on walks or maybe you would go by yourself after school and you would, every step you took, you thought of something you were grateful for. Do you remember telling me that? Well, I don't know if it was every step <laughs> <I> took. <laughs> I'm going to have to walk slow because my brain won't catch up with what I'm... you were walking yeah, and you were thinking of everything yeah, I think to be I read that, for. what was that book about, 1,000 Gifts or something? Yes, and, uh, in Boss Camp, yes. But I'll tell you, this little book, that I, this little book, The Red Sea Rules, uh, Yes. this little book meant a lot to me. And it was funny because my Sunday school teacher talked about it like several months before I got sick. And so I remembered that he had talked about it. So when I got sick, one day I just thought, you know, I'm going to order that book. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's just, it's a great little read. It's easy. It's mm-hmm. practical. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I just love it. I hear it's great. Di- uh, Diane that um, I interviewed a few months ago, she's going through, her husband has, um, um, it's a degenerative disease. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a fatal disease. That, well, he's bedridden. And she had that, and she was reading mm-hmm. She said it was fabulous. Mm-hmm. It was the best book. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, one thing, going through all this, my sister and sister-in-laws were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The, the, that family dynamic that I had. Yeah. Sissy would come when I would be, I had would have chemo, then a few days later I'd be in bed for a day or two. Mm-hmm. She would come stay, come to my house, and I would just not, not move, and she would clean my kitchen and organize my kitchen. And I'm not a real growth person. She would clean my laundry room and organize that. Wow. It just was so refreshing that when I was up and doing stuff, it just felt so much better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, awesome. they all were so sweet. And not yeah. the best. I wish People I had do done. A lot I of was practical things for yeah. Us. yeah, and practical is what you want. And, yeah, you want yeah. that. And I apologize to y'all for not doing what I could oh. have because oh, I could have done man. way more oh my goodness. and I didn't no well, I but I didn't like I had so you know? much and help yes. so now today this year is my year of act act on things do it when I feel like doing it instead of like Ren you're you <laughs> don't fix a meal for them because your food is horrible but <laughs> instead of that just do it do spaghetti that you know do something mm-hmm. that's good do brownies mm-hmm. that you can't mess up I mean you can't mess them up but um and so that this year has kind of changed for me of doing mm. things like that because I never would do it because of fear or whatever insecurities and now I'm doing it so I wish I had been there to do that for y'all so maybe I'll bring y'all some fruit or something good okay. up here yeah, <laughs> yeah. Healthy. 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 <laughs> to make up for lost time yeah. but um, 
Okay, last one. What are you loving right now, Julie? It could be anything. It could be oh, eyeliner. My, my old new house. My little old new house. I love it. Built in 1950. I love it. Oh, is it the best? It is. Is it like three bedroom, two bath? Two bedroom, two bath. Two bed. Oh, that's the best. Because you don't have to clean a huge house. No. It's the best. It's great. I'm just glad that it's near all your kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, grandkids. Hello. Yeah. I love it. Oh, and I have my I had a new grandson last week. <gasps> so that yeah. makes six grandbabies. <sighs> Are they still in Florida? No, they're here. They okay, that's here what I was thinking. Two years ago. <gasps> so, I got so they're all, all here. They're all oh. here, all within five minutes that's of me. That's fabulous. It is. I'm so glad. That's awesome. That's that makes a big difference. Yeah. It really does. And I know for them to be near you makes yeah. a big difference for them, too. I think Buddy's <laughs> glad to have some help taking care of me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you loving right now, these days? Well, I was thinking about that. I was just thinking that I love the relationship I have now with my girls mm -hmm. because, like, Courtney's out of the house and, you know, working and... I mean, just kind of independent, and mm -hmm. Ashton's in grad school, and we'll be graduating soon, and, you know, came back home to live, and I was a little bit, you know, on the fence about that, but she has been a, just a blessing. I mean, just sweet, and she's mm -hmm. matured, and mm -hmm. it's just fun to have her around, and, you know, last year we took a trip, the three of us, just together with no, none of the husbands, and... Mm -hmm. um, so just, just enjoying that new relationship of mm -hmm. grown children, you know, mm -hmm. you're not... You don't have to be their mother anymore. You can just right. be their friend. I mean, they're going to need you to be their mother at some point right. for support or whatever. But just being friends with them, it's, it's the best. It is it's fun. the best. I love my mom. Yeah. We're best. I mean, like, she's not number one BFF. So she can tell me and put on lipstick. I'll be like, all right, I'll see you in a couple hours. Mm -hmm. But you are my BFF. But don't <laughs> tell me about the lipstick. <laughs> anyway, thank y'all. I love y'all so much. Love oh, I do want to say this story. Back to support and love and things y'all would do anything for me. Tell everybody what you did for me when I had my surgery back a few years ago. <laughs> well, Are you gonna it, tell was, what it was the Christmas party day. Wasn't it like, like the Christmas party day? It was. It was half day. And um, I had told Ren just kind of in passing that if you know she needed anything, I'd be available. Well, it happened. Jim got called out of town. You're... Mom and Dad had a doctor's <laughs> appointment downtown. And I was in the surgery center getting And I got a surgery. call saying, Trisha, you have to come down and get Ren and take her home. And I was like, anyway. <laughs> so I was, my mother mode kicked in, my big sister mode, whatever I want to no, say. Yeah. And I went to the surgery center and mm. waited for you and got you and brought you home and locked you in the car. Because on the way home, you told me you didn't have anything to eat at your house. Had no soup. Had so nothing. we pulled up to the Exxon and I thought, you were really kind of out of it and saying a lot of inappropriate things, and we won't say <laughs> so on the podcast. But I have a video of it. I, I locked you into the car and parked in the handicap spot, and I thought if I get a ticket, I just get a ticket because I needed to be able to see you the entire time. I was afraid you might escape. I was, I, and yeah. I ran in and got like two cans of chicken noodle soup and came out and I'm came so home sweet. and popped them in a can. And you were so sweet. And we just sat and watched TV and until my mother-in-law came. Christmas lights mm -hmm. on your tree. You're and just, so sweet. And oh, it was just, that but was really. I mean, for husband and then and then mom and dad. I'm like, my friend, is Trisha coming? Like, I remember thinking that. I was drinking Sprite. I was like, is Trisha, Trisha coming? Because I remember Jim had said something that, to you if, yeah. if we need, or you said something to him, and, and yeah, he ended he up calling me. you. I was like, I'm so mad. But anyway, thank you for that. Oh, that thank y'all for being my friends oh, and laughing with easy. me. And we're so glad but, you're a little... Yeah. Your little man's here yeah. with us mm. now. It's the best. You I might get cry. tired of me talking to him. Yeah, no. no, I could cry at the drop of a hat thinking about it and yeah. how he's here. And, and, and I mean, God's brought us yes. back to this. We didn't think this was possible, and it yeah. is. And it's just the timing of God and waiting on him. And yeah. 
But I remember advice that you gave me that Julie, you gave Trisha. Oh no. <laughs> and the, it's the best, and it's the the best piece of advice I tell people on the podcast or about parenting is that you told her about parenting and keeping a straight face. Oh, what do yeah. you tell her? Don't react. I mean, just listen and try not to react. Now, remain I calm. No remain matter calm. what they say, remain calm. Yeah. Not that I always did it, but that's, you have to. Mm -hmm. Because why? Because you want them to come to you. You don't want to react. I always need time to see it realistically, you know, mm -hmm. to, process to process it. it and, and not, not get angry. Not mm -hmm. just react. Yes. Just yes. to... Well, that's the best piece of advice because I remember Trisha telling me that mm -hmm. and you would tell others and you'd say, Julie told me this yes, best advice. And that. I'm like, I just love that y'all are like, my mom's like giving me advice. I'm like, this <laughs> well, is the best advice for Julie me Julie was a blessing to me oh. those years because we mm -hmm. worked together how many years? I don't even know. Um, what, maybe 12 or so? I don't know. Wow. We, were, we were together a lot. Well, we had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But, but also her children were older than me, so it was really mm -hmm. good for her to... Mm -hmm. And Tell you me helped things. me with Molly because Molly was coming up with your girls. You know, yeah, I have those well, big span right. aging children. Right. Yeah. right. Anyway. Takes awesome. a village girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love y'all and thank you for being you. on the podcast. You're very welcome. You're welcome. I love talking to Trisha and Julie so much about their story and just their faith walk and um, just the support they have for each other. Um, also, just the advice that they gave to people to, for us to help people that maybe are going through a hard time. Um, just that tangible um, servant spirit that they both had and that people around them had of just bringing them meals and um, giving them choices of meals and dropping it off on their front porch and um, just writing a handwritten note. I just think those are so special and, and definitely much needed when you're going through a hard time. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, we are friends of a feather. Let's stick together. Be encouraged. Share this with a friend. And I will see you next time. Bye.